0: Welcome, listeners, to episode 14 of the International Game Developers Association Twin Cities Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I will take you on an adventure today of epic proportions, or at least mildly amusing ones. Laugh at me or with me, I don't care. But um, with me tonight, I have a couple guests. I do have to say that uh, Jackie, our normal co-host, is unfortunately missing today. She's actually out of town on family business, so she can't be with us. But with us, who yet hasn't, has not to miss a, a uh, podcast, is Tori. Hello, good people. And I have, luckily, invited a special guest to be with us tonight, Bo. I'm the temporary Jacqueline Sandin. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> so welcome to the podcast, Bo. Um, Thank you. A quick introduction, I'll just say that uh, Bo has done the website for the IGDA. Uh, Twin Cities and uh, and
1: it, it looks nice it does look nice I gotta say
0: yeah I know you were doing some work on it recently I don't know if you pushed those changes out yet uh, no we're still working on some more
2: updates to add a bit more of a community aspect to it so
0: okay so if anybody has suggestions or anything they'll probably it'd be best to send them your way
2: yeah that would definitely be
0: or money or money or money yeah of
2: course sure send that in all right well we well Bo. um cash Make
0: my company start your own company yeah, oh i would be called cash yeah give me your money that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> um well Bo, we normally start out with uh like what we've been doing or playing and i'm going to put tory in the hot seat first and see what he's been up to because i know that uh he had to miss the 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 recent social gathering we had which we'll talk about in a bit but um you had missed the the february meeting too didn't you Tori? Uh, no, no, you were there. I'm sorry. Yeah, you were standing up there next to me.
1: <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I did miss the social, though, definitely, yeah. unfortunately. So, but, uh,
0: Well, what has been keeping you busy.
1: Well, okay, it's it's kind of crazy and exciting and nerve-wracking all at the same time, but today was my first official day
0: as a complete 100% freelancer. Well, I, um, yeah, because last month you announced that you were going halftime.
1: Yeah, and,
0: yeah. And you've changed that now. Yep, today and yesterday was my final... Day at work, which um,
1: was sad but really exciting at the same time.
0: Was this your but, plan uh, all along, or did you just like come up with this in the last month or so?
1: No, I was I was going to try to stay part time, okay. um, but it was it was just so hectic um, because it's so basically the, the 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 main gig I have right now is a Spanish gig, um, and basically it's a company called CAD Learning, and they have they do AutoCAD videos or they do other stuff for Autodesk as well. Um, but i 'm overdubbing English videos for AutoCAd in Spanish, and so they have this long line and it 's lots of hours
0: yeah, and, did not you say uh, it was like forty bazillion hours of audio you have to record
1: yeah so the the first one 's somewhere between thirty five to forty i 'm almost done with that finally, and then there 's another forty and then there 's one that 's like ninety it 's coming up after that um so and it it uh it, it pays well enough that I was able to quit my um my day job, which was.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's like a mm-hmm. hundred and seventy bazillion hours.
1: Yeah, it's a lot oh, of hours.
0: Dang. And, and just, so, I just get paid a dollar an hour, you'd be making a hundred bazillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know, it's it's kind of nerve rattling because I've never done something like this before, but it, it it's just it's so many hours that I I, you know, I like you know, hey, it's my dream to work from home doing audio, I just got to do it. So, luckily, my wife um, supported me in this crazy move and. So I took it. That's, and that's awesome, so, man. Yeah,
0: she so. does. She, does she have a full time gig too? Yeah, she works for Target. Oh, okay. So she, so. All right, she probably got the the health side stuff and all that. Yes. Her. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. one of the. You know, I would love to to go freelance as well, but um, my wife doesn't work, so it puts that that uh, health stuff in a bit of a bind. Sure.
2: Yeah. This, so. The thing I'm looking for as far as web design is possibly moving into a freelance sort of halftime thing? Oh, sure, yeah.
1: So, yeah, you just you got to start. I, I, I've been doing kind of freelance stuff for probably four or five years and then just slowly picked up clients and then this one found me randomly on the internet somehow. So, right. um, strange that stuff happens, but I'm also still working on two video games uh, for two video game studios and starting on April 2nd, I'll be teaching game audio at uh, IPR in Minneapolis. So, it's kind of just a crazy deluge of stuff here
0: um what's ipr
1: oh the uh, institute of production recording okay in minneapolis there so i'm super pumped about that
0: that's cool game that audio really huh? cool yeah
1: so um yeah a lot of exciting things and i've i just gotta say i'm super lucky and thank everybody that helped me land this stuff so
0: yeah awesome, thanks man. you should you should um plan on a presentation at some point for like a summary of game audio best practices or something like that. I think that'd absolutely. be I think that'd be really interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to be learning a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the you know, that's one of those things of teaching. You end up learning so much when you're trying to teach something. Oh so. yeah. Well, you know, I,
0: I've mentioned it on the podcast before about me doing the the extension classes for kids with Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what's been with me too is it, I'm learning it it turns out the skills you need is at least in my opinion aren't necessarily knowledge of the subject it's with when it comes to kids anyway it's the ability to control them
1: oh yeah or you know have them
0: um i guess control isn't right but to be an authority figure and 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 keep them in line yeah so i I I don't think you'll have that same problem but (laughs) (laughs) maybe on a different level but, uh, yeah, so I'm pumped. And
1: so, yeah, I've been doing that Spanish thing so much, I've, I haven't I been able to play Skyrim at all. Oh. Um, but I have gotten a few minutes in here and there of Bastion, which is just a stunning game. So if anybody oh, yeah. can get your hands on that game, it's so well done. Wonderful
0: indie game. I, uh, I know that yeah. Bo likes it a lot. Oh, yeah. And I, I, and I, 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 I imagine that you really like it, Tori, because the sound in that is pretty neat, just the way it oh, did yeah. all the, the dialogue and stuff. And the narration. Did. Yep, never hear the same thing twice really.
2: Um so well done. The music is fantastic and
0: I was gonna say that's
2: that's a soundtrack that I could listen to all day. Yeah. It's really good.
0: I I um I don't know, I'd heard great things about it and maybe my hopes were too high. I didn't really care for it all that much. Oh, okay. But uh I, I mean I've the been... gameplay
2: itself I've seen a lot of people review it as, you know, it's an okay game. And I think the whole big selling point is the whole Interactive narration and stuff like that.
1: And the the art is fantastic too, I guess. Oh, yeah.
0: It's all like oh. hand drawn kind of watercolor look. It is yeah. very neat. It it I think that part of my problem was I was having a hard time with the controls. I was using the PC. Um I've now got my three sixty controller on the PC and it is my intent to try again. But
1: Oh that's what I that's what I use to play it. For for sure. Yeah. I, I I can imagine with, with QWERTY it would not be fun.
0: No, it was really hard with the the, the keyboard and the mouse. I had a real hard time with that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> other than risk, uh, ripping on Bastion. Um, <laughs> uh, how about you, Bo? What you been up to?
2: Uh, well, partially I've been uh, working on a concept for a game that I've actually been working on for some time. I'm mostly a web guy, but I also kind of hobby game make, too, so I'm actually looking at putting on to Kickstarter hopefully within the next month. So I'm kind of trying to polish the presentation before it goes, and then I'm mostly outside of that. Just playing games. The most recent ones are like uh, Rayman Origins. I just picked that one up, which is a pretty awesome game. And then uh, Killzone 3, the multiplayer. They released that on PlayStation Network for fifteen dollars. So just the multiplayer of it. Yeah, they kind of stripped out the single player, and then they released the multiplayer for fifteen bucks. Oh, interesting!
0: Yeah, it's huh. really nice. Um, well, before we go off on your games a bit, I wanted to ask you about the Kickstarter thing. Um, yeah. So, so your idea of the Kickstarter, how are you approaching it? You've got like a.
2: Uh, well, I've got. Uh, I'm kind of basing off of a, a presentation that happened from the IGDA uh, with Kanipi Games. Uh right, with Chris, I can't, yep. yeah, Chris. Uh and his game Imagine Me. And essentially what he did was he released his game design doc on the Kickstarter and then came up with a small intro video and stuff and managed to drum up enough support for, for the game creation. So I'm kind yeah. of trying to follow suit. Okay. Uh I've noticed a lot of people that have the game projects kind of have that thing where it's like intro to the video and themselves and all that, so yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, i, I, I I know, I mean, me and you on the side have talked Kickstarter quite a bit because, mm-hmm. of, you know, your efforts at least uh, with this or attempting to do this. And me yeah. with um, eventually hoping with the Minitron to to, to start up a Kickstarter. Yeah,
2: and I think the Minitron could work really well on that if that seems right along the lines of what they'd be looking for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Um, well I guess, you know, I know one other thing, Bo, you've been working on, is actually the the Minatron website. So and I have to say thank you for that. Uh oh, um, not,
2: not a problem, it's fun to work on.
0: Yep. So Minatron.com is now live. Um And it looks all schnazzy. Yeah, it's 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 got like words and colors. It's pretty neat. So it's really neat for website, words and colors. Yep. So official announcement will be coming very soon, um, probably before this podcast actually is is, is released. But um,
2: does that make this a time traveling podcast?
0: Yes. To the
1: it is from the future.
0: <laughs> Boy, now you got my brain all goofed up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. Sorry, I'll try and avoid the tangents of time travel.
0: Uh, I'm a sucker for time travel. Uh, yeah, so Minitron is coming. That's probably all the website will say when you see it. But, um, my hopes is to get a get a Kickstarter there to help help fund the um, computer equipment that needs to go into it to run it, and yeah. the hard and the hardware investment I've already put into it. That's so, a big, perfect idea. So I guess that that I mean, did did you have any other games you wanted to talk about before I go into what I've been up to?
2: Um, mostly just kind of wanted to hit on Rayman Origins quick. Uh, okay. Just because that was a really awesome kind of family game I got. Uh, it's it's retail, but they were originally going to release it as a downloadable game, so it's actually only 30 bucks retail. And it's uh, for PlayStation Wii. I think it's on everything, but it's just a really well-done game. And I love the art, animation, music for that one as well. It's called Rayman Origins? Rayman Origins. They took like a side-scrolling kind of cartoon approach to it and it's, okay. it's sort of like the Super Mario Brothers on Wii where you can have up to four player co-op at once going through a level oh, and everyone's cool. kind of running around jumping and trying to collect stuff at the same time but I got it and uh, I actually played it with my wife for a little bit and she loves the game as well it's really well done very cool that's cool that's
0: so now awesome. they can
2: now they can give me my money for advertising for
0: them <laughs> Oh, weird. <laughs> this is that game from, From I'm looking at a picture of it. They were talking about it at in, in uh, the last time I had seen it was E3. Oh, yeah. Last year, so. Okay. I'll have to try it. I mean, I'm looking for stuff to play with my kids.
2: Yeah, it's really fun. They actually have downloadable demo on most consoles, and it's a really fun family game. Fam- it's just a classic old-school style platformer. Wonder if it's actually any good on Wii? I have not tried it, but I know actually it is available for rental in Red Boxes for Wii. Okay. Rentals. I know rentals,
0: right? Look at that. Oh, I think they're great. It's just I. <laughs> it's just so much easier just to buy it for ten bucks and. Yeah. Have it shipped if you can find it for ten bucks. I'm not. I'm not sure what I can find it for, but. I was
2: gonna say, like I said, I picked it up new for thirty bucks, and it's retail PlayStation game for 30 bucks. It can't be that. Right.
0: So, okay. Um, PlayStation 3. Tori, you don't have a PlayStation 3, do you? I don't. Okay. Bo, no. um, since you do, um, yeah. did you ever use the, the PlayStation Home stuff? I did. Uh, I went to it once or
2: twice since they kind of updated their new zone. And it, it's okay, but... I don't really like the quality of playing the games that are on there. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I, like, I I really have no idea what it's like, but it, well, essentially they turn it into a little town. Like you get, you create your ca- characters, which their character maker. No matter how you make your character, it looks really creepy. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but it's just something with the dimensions or something, maybe too realistic. But uh, then you run around this town, you can interact with other people in there and stuff, and then there's mini games all around you can play. And they're starting to tout like some kind of bigger, more fully fledged premium kind of games where you can pay, you can play them otherwise you can buy equipment through PlayStation Home and play more okay, but oh, I know
0: they have there like arcade or you can buy arcade systems for your room or something like that yeah okay.
2: it's, it's just the mini games are the concepts are good, but the execution's not so solid because it's not really an actual gaming platform kind of thing, okay.
0: Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, um, thanks for that. No, no, not a problem. So I guess uh, I'll, um, as I mentioned before, I've been doing the the Minitrón a little bit. Um, but th- I guess the the main thing in in my last month is me and my uh, one of my best friends. We started making a game together. So he came up with this idea. He really likes the like on his phone. He really likes those running games. Like BitTrip Runner or Cannibal or the one he's into now—it's oh, called yeah. Zombie Dash. But I mean, there's there's dozens of of games of that style, right? Has he tried Death uh, Joyride? I—it's not on Android yet. Ah, uh, so yeah. no, I have not. I've searched for it numerous times. Yeah, even
1: I just gotta say if if you're playing Zombie Dash, play Monster Dash because Zombie Dash ripped off Monster Dash, and Monster Dash is better. better really, better.
2: I, I will I will tell him that. Monster Dash was actually done by Halfbrick Games, which yeah. did
0: Jetpack Joyride. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, he he enjoys uh, Zombie Dash. But, okay, so regardless, his, he, he pitched me a couple ideas. Like, what do you think of these ideas I've had? And the one that he pitched me to, one of them I thought was really great, but um, scientifically programming-wise, I didn't know how to do it. And so I ended <laughs> up, like, spending a week researching how to do fluid water and stuff and Mm -hmm. and um so when i finally dropped that came back to this one it's um i call it fireman bill it's my friend bill and he didn't have a name (laughs) for it (laughs) and so what it is 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 you'll play as a fireman and you're running like know or or bit trip runner style right and there's there'll be water where you can get wet and um It'll be fire. So if you're wet, you can run through the fire. Um, if you're not wet, you'll burn to death, right? And um, you'll also have a fire extinguisher, which you can use to put out fire. So that's that's the concept. Cool. So
2: that's kind of cool, like the different mixing of elements and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's fun. It's it's we're we're trying it. So I built a prototype, and we were he we came over uh, recently in... We, uh, we're, you know, experimenting with the speed and the jumping and the... I, I got a ways to go. But Unity is really nice for, for rapidly making that sort of stuff because they have built-in uh, character controller yeah. um, classes and stuff that you just hop on, drop onto something, and the next thing you know is your guy's moving around. So it's pretty cool. And then other than that, I've been playing some games. So I finally... I have so damn many... um Steam games that I uh, decided I'd give Alice Madness Returns a try. You, any of you ever play it? I haven't. I've played the original Alice games and
2: I mean, the game itself was pretty good, but I was just a fan of the universe kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I'm in the
2: same boat. I'm in the same boat, yeah.
0: So it, I, uh, I had to get the new one because um, I bought my computer back a computer, Ten years ago. It, actually, in 2000 is when the first one came out. And like that week that I got my computer, um, me and my wife were at Best Buy and we were looking for a video game. And we saw Alice. And I'm like, oh, that one might be fun. I bet you it's like a puzzly missed kind of game. Yeah. <laughs> and you get home and it's basically Quake with Alice and knives. And it was a pretty neat game. A third person view, but she was not interested at all. Yeah, so, <laughs> but I remember. I remember just. I played the heck out of it. I thought it was pretty dang neat,
2: and I yeah, love was, that
0: creepy I, style it, of it. So, yeah, I
2: like seeing that universe kind of turned up like that. So, I I wanted to get the Madness Returns, but I still haven't picked that one up yet. So,
0: yeah, I um, I think I got it. Some I got it with the sales in December. I can't remember if I traded it with somebody or what, but I got it and I f- had to try it. But I only got like t- a third of the way through, and I'm not really that interested in going back. I guess because <laughs> I started playing Dungeons of Dreadmore. Oh, that's more my style. So I think say I-
2: that that game's a time sink.
0: Oh, have you played it?
2: Yes, I tried. I also tried playing it for the Diggle Nog achievement that was happening during the Steam sale yeah, in Winter. I-
0: I got that achievement during the uh during the uh the, the steam thing as well. But so okay, so I'm looking at my time. I've spent seven hours playing Alice and I'm sort of afraid to look at what my Dungeons of Dreadnought <laughs> number is. Here we go. Twenty five hours played. Oh my gosh, how did I do that? It <laughs> it feels like I've played Dungeons less than I've played Alice. Okay, twenty five hours you may be a little upset now. Wow, and I haven't even made it past level 4 yet, so and it's a 15-level Wow. Game. I'm playing it on that. It's called Permadeath, is what they call it. Yeah. So it's that hardcore where if you die, you're done. Yeah, and you have to restart your character over. Yeah, yeah. and I love, love, love those games because it yeah. makes you do things and you feel like insane.
2: That makes me wonder, have you played Realm of the Mad God? No. Where's that? It's available on Steam. It's a free-to-play game that went on there. Okay. And it's actually touted as an RPG game mixed with a bullet hell game with 126 people on a server. Realm of the what? Mad? Realm of the Mad God. Okay. Essentially, it's like like a twin-stick shooter. So you're playing a character that depending on your class, you shoot out these little projectiles and try and kill all these enemies around you. Your character levels up and stuff like that. But oh, it's not so much about yeah. trying to level your character up persistently. Once you die, your character dies, and you have to restart a new one. But you start off with one class. If you hit level five and that, you unlock a new class. So when you die, you start as that class, and then you can unlock more, and it it gets really addicting.
0: All right, I'm adding it now. <laughs>
2: Free yeah, to it's play. one of those games that's free and I was like, "Ah, give it a shot." And now I've over a couple of hours in there.
0: Huh, interesting. I'll give it a try tonight after this stuff. It's free. I I wonder what their game plan there is with the with the free. It's in app is- purchase, it's premium, so you can
2: buy like their in in-game coins or whatever. Oh, okay. Okay. And then those can be used to buy more character slots cuz you only get one to start, so. Okay.
0: I'll well, have to try it. So, I, I guess since we're we're talking Steam here, um, what do you guys think? I have a free copy of the ball. The
1: ball. Well, I've heard good things On about Steam. that. But I've never played it.
0: Huh. So, do you guys own that game?
1: I, I've never played it.
2: I don't. I also don't have a computer that could probably run it.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah, well. Unfortunately. I was thinking of like a little contest, not contest maybe, but like um how about I I've got a steam code for the ball uh, and I'll give it to the first person who emails me or emails the podcast. Ooh, I like it. I like it. So
2: user engagement.
0: Oh. Yeah, so it's you know, it's a digit code thingy mabobber and um yeah, we've got that. Well, that's cool.
1: So what would be the email then?
0: Oh, that's a good point. What is it? Podcast <laughs> at 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 um, podcast at igdatc dot org should work. So, all right.
1: I like it. That's a really cool
0: idea, actually.
2: Yeah, I've got I it. More.
0: Yeah, well, I've got more codes for other games, actually. That I should do something with I just have to figure them out.
2: Um, you you can always just uh, rattle them off on the podcast, and then the first one to
0: enter them into Steam gets the game.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I've, I've listened to podcasts where they do that, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Okay, um, well... Being that um, last month's podcast, we didn't really cover it all that much, I thought it'd be good to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, the Global Game Jam and what it's about and stuff. So, um, Do you guys know what a, what a game jam is? Of course you do. Are you asking us? Well, you know, I'm trying to, to do it in a sneaky way as yes, to explain what it is without directly explaining what it is, making ah. it seem, seem natural. How's that working out? Well, you guys know, <laughs> uh, well yes,
2: I, I do know what a Game Jam is. It's uh, essentially just a kind of a big collaborative event where people get together to create games, mostly for the heck of it, unless it's an actual competition.
0: Yep. So in this case, yeah, game Game Jam is, uh, you know, people come together to make games, video games, non-digital games, like board games, doesn't matter. And they, um, you know, you do rapid prototypes, design talks, that sort of thing. Um, so the Global Game Jam is where they do that, but they um, it's like a jam of jams in a way. So across the country, in the world, is they sponsor a weekend where um, they give a theme and everything to people, and then all these different groups go off and they jam at the same time. So the Global Game Jam 2012 happened uh, the weekend of January 27th and um it's it is uh an event sponsored by and and designed by i believe the International Game Developers Association
2: so yeah i I've, I've heard that the the IGDA actually has a lot of connections to it i didn't realize that before i started
0: yeah me either i thought it was like like a community run kind of thing but
2: and also uh you mentioned board games and stuff i didn't realize that there were actually so many alternative games like that too i kind of at first thought it was all like a a video game based thing but apparently people were saying there was even uh like just reality games like games that people would play without boards or anything like that just
0: oh. anything yeah, sh- kind of thing. yeah that's cool um so this jam actually um it was it, it set a world record so it's in the guinness book of world records now as the world's largest game jam and um it had 244 sites in 48 countries and there was almost 11,000 people involved so people in you know jammers and 2,300 games were created and i and i know um because uh, for, i know, that Martin is really into the board game scene or, you know, cards, boards, that, that sort of stuff. There was over yeah. there was over 100 games of that tabletop variety. So that's yeah. a pretty impressive, impressive percentage, actually, of that, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So
2: What I found really impressive was the fact that uh, like 10 minutes before the theme was announced for this thing, me and uh, uh, Ryan Schaefer were actually trying to figure out what it was you could not find anywhere people talking about what the theme
0: was before it was announced.
2: Oh wow! I think that was actually quite a testament to the secret no of the thing.
0: Yeah, you're saying even though it was like announced in Australia ahead of, of where yeah, our site was, like,
2: yeah. uh, New Zealand was like the first country to start, so we were actually like a number of hours behind them. But uh, you, you couldn't find information on it anywhere.
0: It was yeah. crazy. They weren't letting it go. Yeah, I was surprised, actually, the theme being the uh, aurora or Auroraboros? I I don't know. A snake biting its own tail. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, our site, which um, big kudos to the nerdery for hosting us because, you know, that's like a huge positive for us is to have your access. Not only
2: hosting, but I think they uh, paid for food for two days, didn't they?
0: they? Yeah, they got us dinners each day that was they they did us very good yeah that's for sure um big appreciation there and i can't uh remember who said it but it's because of them that that it really did make it extremely positive because
2: it, it did because otherwise it sounded like the plan before they confirmed us was that we were going to be different locations different times we might not have open access to a place for the whole time and they really pulled through and made it happen so
0: yeah, and because of that, a lot of great results out of it for us. There, Our our, our group, we had 27 people and 11 games came out of the, out of the event. So, I, that's I, impressive. <laughs> that,
2: that was kind of cool. How it another thing
1: they did too is they didn't even just donate the place and obviously the electricity and all that stuff, but they donated people to be there to uh, make sure we could get in and out and well, obviously make sure we didn't trash the place, but I mean, they actually had people that stayed on over the overnights and during the day, which is they vol- so they volunteered
2: staff as well as food and money. And so there's just incredible generosity from them. Yep. Well, so that and the staff that stayed overnight, they never were irritated or anything. They were yeah. really cool people. over awesome. Absolutely.
0: Yep. Absolutely. So, yep. Um, I, I thought... Uh, Anybody that I've mentioned, you know, the the game Global Game Jam too, they, they've asked me two questions, and and generally it's it's been why why do you do it, and is it a contest? So I'm going to ask you guys why why you were involved, why do it?
2: Um, I guess why not? Uh, I mean if you're actually serious about getting into building and designing games, the best way everyone says is to just dive in and start doing it. So. <laughs> It's a competition where I mean there were a lot of people there that didn't even have the strongest skills in game design. They were just interested in that that game, the courage to go there, and they ended up being part of a team that put out a game. So yeah, yeah.
1: And I was th- then. This was obviously before I had a really a chance to be able to go freelance, of course. But I was just dying for a chance to be able to work full time on a game for essentially, you know, three days in a row. Because I mean that's a passion and so just the, the chance to be able to do that with like-minded people was
2: just something I couldn't pass up. Yeah. Well, you were also helping pretty much every team because you were doing a lot of sounds, weren't you?
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was just great fun to be, you know, collaborating with just so many people that dug games so much, and
2: I just, I just
0: wanted to be part of that environment.
1: And uh, yeah, It's kind of fun. You,
0: you camped out in that room because you were kind of out of the the main yeah. the main area there. Yeah. It's it's such a Audio is such a hard beast. Yes. No, I know exactly why it's good. Yeah, me and Ryan were going to set up um, in the auditorium, and then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to be near everybody, because that's the yeah. point. So uh, well, I
2: ended up moving out into the kitchen space that was next to the starting room that we were in, and it was it was still enough people around there, so it didn't feel like we were ostracized or anything.
0: Yep. So yeah, I, I would agree with both of you is the, the reason. Um, in my case it, it's exactly that the, the 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 what Tori had said is the ability to actually just 100% time focus on it and just it i was super excited for that yeah. cuz like you know having a day job and a family and you know a lot of these other obligations it's really hard to take you know the 2 hours a night and be really re- productive with them
2: oh yeah i understand that completely
0: <clears throat> so you hop little little tiny hops, and it's really hard to get momentum going with those little hops. And also, like, find time to relax as well. Oh, yeah. And um, so it was really exciting for me to actually just... This weekend is 100%. And so, you know, in total, it's 48 hours. And I was talking, like, the the game that we had made out of it, if we had tried as the little group that we were to make that game um, otherwise, you know, it would have taken us weeks months to put that equivalent amount of time in or at least for yeah. in the evening so well
2: i mean especially i mean you're all there so you are collaborating with the other artists there tie and it's like to have that kind of back and forth with your artist right there for 48 hours is such a great
0: thing yeah that's true it's very cool it was very very fun so um the other the other question that I was would get asked is if it's a contest. And in this case, this global game gem is not a contest. It's just it's really about promoting games. So and, yeah. the, art, and the art of it. So I like that it's not a contest. You can make it a, I mean it can be a, a I mean contest we were kind of of of, sorts to be like a popularity contest, I guess, to you know I mean we were kinda of trying to
2: weed out like the best of the best that were coming through, but I mean at the same time there's but there's no governing body saying that someone's better than someone else. It's yeah, exactly. Just like, it was just all a celebration of those who making.
0: Yes. So, um, the February meeting, which was um a great meeting, was everybody that had participated in the jam came in and gave a little presentation of their game they designed at, to the group, which was really great. It was really neat to see you know, having been at the jam you know, and experienced them in their development process and the pitch and everything else, it was really neat to see them talk about kind of a post-mortem of, of their games. So.
2: Yeah, it was a, a fun experience as well.
0: Yeah, yours was really neat, Bo, because uh, um, who was the gentleman that you worked with?
2: Eric Mickle. He was the one that did all the coding. I have to
0: give a big shout out to him because
2: 90% of the project was code and... He hammered out an entire platform engine in
0: 40 yep. hours. So. So, so your game, I'll um, destroy, describe it quick for the listeners. Your game is... Um, it was called Back to the End. Essentially,
2: yep. it it changed meaning quite a bit over the, the process of the, the thing because all the ideas kind of evolved from their starting point. So, Essentially, we broke it into two parts because there was a, the qualifier thing that was essentially like uh, kind of bonus things you can do. Uh, again, they don't really count for anything, but one of them was to have a casual player and a hardcore player, and to have <laughs> them playing the game in different ways. Uh, so essentially, we had one person that was playing a platform game. Uh, they were running around this temple trying to collect gems and stuff. This other person was actually playing the most casual thing we could think of, which was a Facebook interface. <laughs> so they're seeing a stream of posts based off of events that are happening in the platformer. And they can like click to respond to those, and see the events coming through. And then when they click to respond to those, that affects the gameplay in the platformer. So at the time of the demo, we had uh, the ability to spawn pigs and make the player jump through <laughs> the Facebook interface.
0: Yep. So <laughs> what was neat about it is that um, you when you guys presented, you actually were running that on the, the local network there. And so <laughs> I, lo- I logged in and I was playing yeah. in my seat running around in the platformer. And as I jumped... Or collected a coin, or whatever, it would just show up on your face, fake book interface. I yeah. that, was that was
2: that was actually technically a bug because of the the IO thing that we're using was actually connected to Flash. It's called Player IO, uh-huh. and essentially it was the way it was working was everyone that was playing the platformer game was affecting everyone that was playing the Facebook game. There was no like one to one pairing. I didn't think there was <laughs> supposed to be. Honestly. No, and that actually almost turned out to be uh, something that, that caught interest more than if it was just one on one yeah I thought that was a... with each other. I and thought it... that was a, a design on purpose thing. Yeah, I <laughs> thought that was no,
0: awesome.
2: It was actually kind of a, an accident, but it it did get some responses for that,
0: so well it was really exciting for me to sit in the back of the room and I'm just playing and I collected a <laughs> coin and then up on the fake book thing. <laughs> So-and-so has collected a coin, <laughs>
2: and then I jumped. So-and-so has jumped. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. it was an interesting concept. We, I mean, we didn't get too far with it because, like I said, we were building everything from scratch, but I was still proud of what we came away with, so it was a fun experience. Absolutely. Now, you know, I don't think I've ever really
1: seen anything quite like that, so that I think that's that's a huge kudos to you guys for for pulling
2: something like that off. Well, the nice thing is... Uh, I mean, through this event, i never met Eric before. He just showed some general interest in the concept that I had, and it kind of spiraled into a team from there. And now we're actually talking outside of this uh, about that same game of looking at improving it and turning it into an you know, actual full-fledged thing. So, Right on.
1: Cool. Yeah, it's amazing. You get you get some minds together, bash them together, and what they come up with is just always like better than you do on your own so much more so cool
2: yeah and I I would not have been able to do half of the work if I hadn't run into Eric because he was a, a whiz at flash coding so he ended yeah, up that's... doing a lot of the engine work and stuff
0: yeah it was a very cool weekend I was actually sort of surprised at the number of people that that went and made like just individual games I mean, yeah it's... there
2: was uh, that one that was the Snake Gardens or
0: Garden Bros yep yes Garden Bros that yeah was... that was uh, by Andre that game yeah, is I, very cool looking. It's got some art yeah. to it for being. So yeah, simple. he was just plugging away on that the whole time, just. Mm-hmm.
2: While yep. i the away, and he came away with something awesome.
0: Yep, Chris uh, uh, Kenefe from Kenefe uh, Games. He uh, he did his own a little flash platformer. Pretty solid little platformer, actually. He didn't get as much in there as he wanted, but it actually plays pretty decently. Yeah, he. I mean, his main focus was on
2: making the platform handle like it should. And he came away with something that really does handle well.
0: Yeah. It was, then it was there was uh, proto Bros. proto bros. I
2: love, um, that was one that came away. I, I was amazed at the quality of that when he came away with that one. So,
0: so yeah, so I'll, I'll spin that a little bit because, uh, Zachary Johnson, he's presented, um, a couple times at the, at the, uh, at the, at the IGDATC meetings. Um, so he developed something in HTML five and it, it it works surprisingly well. It's you're s you're a snake and you're just trying to bite the other player who's a snake. You're just trying to bite their tail. And um it works really well for a two player experience to try to like actually play. And um so I was talking to him about it because I think that this this his game concept is a perfect simple game for like the Minitron or the Winitron network mini game uh, games for the arcade cabinet, because the controls are simple, it's one button and it's this exciting thing that you play with. So, I actually was uh, had worked with him a little bit and we got it running. And and then the the special social meeting that we had at Chatterbox, I had my controller, my arcade controller there and a projector, and we were able to play uh, Proto Bros on there. And I believe you and your wife were playing there for a bit. Oh yeah. Before. Yep. That was,
2: it's like the perfect game for anyone to pick up and play. It's, it's so simple, and it's, it was just an amazing concept. So. And it works really well with the Minitron controls and the arcade cabinet controls. So,
0: so yeah, I've got to see how far he's getting on that. But um, it 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 works and runs, and he's able to run it as a, an executable, even though it's an HTML5 game. He's got some, like, sneak thing where he actually builds it as a, as a Windows executable because of something because of Windows, I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so it's a web-based thing, but it launches as an executable, so that's pretty neat. He also brought. It, he also has it running on the iCade, the iPad. Oh yeah, I didn't, yep. I didn't get to test out that one, but and that's running as a web page as well. So literally, he's running those things off the internet. So we that's we found cool. a couple bugs when while we were playing, and he just quick went and code fixed them. <laughs> yeah, on the internet, and then they just like updated. Yep, and then they updated on my on my computer and on the iPad because both of them were using, you know, the internet to get the game. So pretty neat.
1: You know, and it's uh, the the graphics are so simple, but they're
2: just kind of hypnotic. They're just they're just so cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: originally started as a tech demo that he had found that was. Just kind of like a draggable object that kind of worked like a snake, and he ended up pulling an entire game out of that. So. Yeah, that was.
0: Yeah, I, li- I like it a lot for its two-player experience. It's not very fun if you're playing it single-player, but if you can get somebody, you know, hover over a keyboard with you, or hopefully <laughs> play it on on a arcade cabinet. On the upcoming Winitron. On the upcoming Winitron, yes. In fact, it is in the. It is one of the images I used in the uh, banner on the Winitron page. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. Cool. You guys got anything else to say about the uh, Global Game Jam?
2: I uh, just highly recommend if anyone's even thinking about game design or wants to see what it's like, find your local Game Jam place next year and do it.
0: Yeah, I am Absolutely. looking
1: forward to it. Don't be shy because ideas, I mean... Ideas are useful no matter who you are, and so just if you like games,
0: come and try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even if you know, actually, there's so much stuff that you have to do that you can lend a hand in in all sorts of ways, from you know writing up text or or helping you know coordinate files and stuff. And, well,
2: that was like uh, one of the other guys that joined into our team partway through the contest. He didn't have as much experience or anything and he actually ended up helping us out quite a bit working with some of the uh, we were trying to find audio clips and stuff for game sound effects and stuff yeah
0: exactly uh, that's sort of solving little problems
2: yeah Yeah. and he ended up doing quite a bit for our team and coming through for a lot of
0: stuff for us yeah I'd love to do that every weekend well not really (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to do game maybe every other weekend (laughs) no I'd love to just do game design as a full-time thing. I mean, I'm really... Uh, my, my job, I'm dream. Using, uni, using Unity a lot, but I'm kind of an, a team of one, in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like my own consumer, <laughs> as well as market and developer. So it's a sort of real ugly place. And then the worst thing about it is I can't, because of where I work, I can't, like, share it. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. It's yeah. very, very tough for me. Because it's like, oh, I did all this cool stuff, but I can't show you.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a, a bit limiting, I guess.
0: Yep. All right. Well, I had uh, sort of um, one topic that I thought might be interesting, just to ask you guys quick. Um, do, you, do you guys have Android devices at all?
2: Yeah.
0: Do I- you have an Android phone? Corey? The phones, okay. Yeah, phone. I actually
2: have a uh, Android phone, uh, Android. Uh, well, the Nook tablet, I actually rooted mine, so it's essentially a big Android tablet, and then
0: uh, iPod Touch as well. So. Okay. Well, what do you, you guys have heard about the uh, rebranding of the Android market, right? Yeah. They yeah. now call it the uh, the Google Play.
2: I actually did not hear about that until you mentioned it today.
0: So. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know a whole lot about it. I just thought. You know, what what are your opinions on that? About them deciding to to change their name? I don't know. I thought Android Market was a great name. Um, it it was sort of descriptive of exactly what it was, you know. And are they now, branding it's, the entire market or just the game section of Google Play? It's the whole market. The, the Android Market is gone. It's now the Google Play. And it, to me, it it sort of makes sense because it's it's not. It's everything it's video, it's music it's it's apps and games um but and books but it just seems weird to call it play is all. It, it does seem a little odd, considering i mean
2: like if you think about apple's i o s store it it's it pretty much is called i o s store no one it's not like the apple play zone or something like that, yeah, exactly it's a little weird to give a name to that like if it was just the game section of the
0: google market i could see that
2: because then i mean
0: right Apple yeah.
2: has the... Yep.
0: well the only logic i could put to it is that you play movies and you play music and you play games so mm-hmm. maybe
2: i'm just thinking of also like if i download a uh like a web browser or something, extension that I don't really play a web browser.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I I I used the example of, um, oh, quick, let me, I'm going to play my cal- calculator, <laughs> you know. So, I don't know. So, I think they it, used
2: to have a game for that. It was called
0: Number Muncher. Yeah. So, yeah, yesterday I I just went to my phone and I'm like, went to the Android market, just sort of out of the blue, and it's like, there's an update for your Android market introducing Google Play. Would you like to install And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's update. And then I, then my market was gone. Just Mm -hmm. gone. And I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, where did my market go? My shortcut is gone. It's not under market anymore. And I'm looking and I have a lot of stuff on my phone and just happened to see, you know, Google Play, a new icon. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's weird.
2: That's kind of strange that they would take that route for it, too. Because that could confuse a lot of people if they're used to their market being somewhere and now Google's removed that and put something else there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well,
1: well you know, I'm I'm wondering if part of it was sort of an intentional way of... Because I think, uh, especially like, this kind of iOS kind of has looked down traditionally on the Google market as kind of this, kind of the junkie... I don't know, cousin or something like that, and I I, I kind of feel like this is, might have been an attempt to rebrand it, and honestly, it doesn't look that much different because they were already they changed the interface quite a bit in the last you know three or four months, but I kind of feel like it's kind of like a, an open house or something like that. Yeah, saying come back in, it's all it's all fancy and it looks really nice. Um, so I, I almost feel like it was a, a rebrand to distance themselves from the Kind of junky, you know, amateur thing that it sort of was held out to be. I don't know. I think it's like a marketing move.
2: Yeah, I, I guess well, I could see that. Yeah.
0: I know the interface is definitely improved. They've got a lot snazzier looking. Um, like a, it's not as um, engineer interfacey. Sure. It's, yeah. It's kind of more um, shiny.
2: Yeah, saying, yeah, even yeah. even right now, I'm just quick checking out their website. and Even that looks like they've done a whole overhaul on that. It looks a lot more trying to make it kind of polished looking. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. The the only thing
1: I miss is is I'm I missing the little androids because I, I mean it's you know to me that kind of defines the the platform. So if they could have had like a little and a little droid behind the play button, that would have the play symbol that would have probably help me a little bit just because I don't know I see that and I think Android and I think that little Android is such a great piece of pop art
2: yeah it looks more like they've gone with this kind of uh, four color triangle thing
1: yeah yeah but uh it's I guess it'll see if it if it plays well for them oh god <laughs> that was terrible
0: if it plays... wait! wait <coughs> that, oh, an no pun, pun intended. Yeah, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa.
1: that uh,
0: that, uh, that must have been some kind of subconscious
1: pun demon that I have stuck in me or something.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I'm looking at the the top paid games in the Android market right now, and uh, I can't. <laughs> let's see how many are there here. One, two, three, four. So there's 24 listed on the front page, and I own. Um, I don't own six of them. <laughs> so <that's laughs> I was gonna
2: say, I'm, I'm clicking through them, and unfortunately, uh, apparently, both of my devices don't support games like Dead Space, Nova Two, a couple of games actually.
0: Yeah, I, um, I I, try, I So the. the one of the things that's going on is they're doing good deals on games. You know they got some uh, sales going on. So like Shadowgun, World of Goo, um, Osmos, Dead Space, Dead, Dead Space, Yep, um, Nova Two, Nova Two, Zookeeper. These are you know pretty decent games, and like ones like sh- uh, Shadowgun and and um, Dead Space. Dead they got 2. like kind of they're known for for achievements and graphics or something like that. So I, I I bought them today and I tried to sideload them to my Kindle Fire and I'm not having a whole lot of success with that. But Yeah, unfortunately uh the uh market kind of kicks you out
2: of owning a lot of them because it rates your device itself and says whether you can run them or not.
0: In my case I don't think they're authorized. I think they know that I oh, side yes.
2: them. Yeah, I know. Which, Even the Nook that I had didn't allow you to sideload apps, not through their store. Yeah. Until I rooted the device and went around it. So.
0: I got root. I got to root my my
2: Fire. And you should probably mention that a lot of these games that we've mentioned so far, the bigger name ones, were fifty cents. That's
0: true. Yes, that's, they are definitely on sale.
2: I'm not sure how long that's going to last, but
0: probably a couple days. <laughs> It'll probably be the day before the podcast. Comes in. Yeah, I'm sure the will <laughs> be over by the pod. time the pod. Your people are listening to this.
1: Well, th- didn't it uh, say like the forty nine cent sign- forty nine cent game of the day? Like, was that just promotional, or is that supposed to be an ongoing thing? Kind of like
0: uh... they're doing tw- every day. They're doing twenty five cents sale. Oh, so it. it's a okay. twenty five cent movie, twenty five cent song, twenty five cent game. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. The twenty-five cent game at this time is Quell, uh, Reflect, but anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't have a, a iPhone, but I had an iPod Touch for a number of years, and I really never got engaged with the games and stuff on there. I bought it to do that, and I just never did.
2: I think I spent far too much on games on my iPod Touch. It's- it's essentially like you looking at your phone. I look at the top ten apps, and I'm like, well, I own all those. What, what do I find
0: out? <laughs> yeah, I never did that. I thought for sure I would, and I never did.
2: Well, that's, I mean, that's what first got me into it was, like, Nova and stuff like that. That was actually one of the first ones I bought, and then it kind of spiraled out of control from there. So, Okay.
0: I blame Nova. How did you get Nova, though? Because Nova was...
2: Nova those... was actually a flagship for the iOS store was it? I thought yeah, oh it actually came out there first. Uh no Halo yeah, okay. was on there.
0: It was the first one that was like uh
2: it's a portable version of Halo.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. And then well, here's here's what they they actually were out on Android, but they had their own um you couldn't purchase it through the Android market.
2: Oh, okay. you had to
0: go to their website to do it. Interesting. Yeah, and I don't understand that at all. But because uh, me and Battery Powered Games, we made Deadly Chambers, and it's a you know first person, third person shooter. Nova was one of our primary uh, competitors at the time. Oh, okay. and we weren't worried at all, even though it was a better game. Uh, not worried because nobody knew about it. Because it anybody looking casually at their phone for games like that, they'd never find it ever.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, the only time I heard about it was when it was coming out for the iOS. So.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm. And were they just trying to avoid the the market uh, percentage cut or something like?
0: that? I don't think so. I think that it might have been something to do with um, Apple. Oh. <laughs> Apple getting their clutches into. A- I, that's my assumption, but I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. Anyway, all right. Um, now's the time on the podcast where we should talk about next month's meeting.
1: What is happening next month?
0: I uh <laughs> so I I'm going to give Zach some kudos here because he's actually at GDC and he managed to publish what's happening
2: <laughs> next <laughs> month
0: and make a make a uh, an event bright event and everything. So um, next month's meeting, we're going to have a member project a. A sort of like a round table where we just talk about interesting things and then and also a demo of uh, something. So uh, first off, the member project is some students from the Minnesota School of Business, uh, the game design school there. So they have a project called TAG. So they'll be presenting that. It was, uh, I believe, C++ using uh, the uh, dark GDK. Uh, the... GDC recap, um, this happens basically every year with with Zach um, and GDC is that just sort of, you know, if you, you found anything interesting or or something, bring it to the meeting and we just sort of talk about it. So Zach will probably have a whole bunch of interesting, like, hey, look at this stuff. Um,
2: yeah, looking and, forward to that.
0: Yep, and, and this year, actually, Zach's going, so he's there now, so I'm sure he'll come back with even some some good stories and stuff. So and a nice smug look on his face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> satisfied if we can get him down from his high. And then the uh there's a thing called the uh the 3D virtual tabletop which apparently is um it's a, a I believe it's a company, a local company called Warp the Form. And um so the the 3D virtual tabletop or the 3D VT it's it's intent it's to be multiplayer 3d gaming that helps you play um tabletop games with people um through the internet so it's kind of like this virtual let's play a tabletop game through an interface Mm. so i'm not we'll we'll find out more about it but it looks like it's sort of like um almost like a playground where you can you you just get together with like people and and then you make up the rules and stuff
2: so And it kind of almost sounds like a mixture of, like, the the Microsoft Surface table, but then they keep talking about the 3D virtual thing, so I'm going to be really interested to see what it is, because I I guess I'm not getting the full idea from the description.
0: Yeah, see, I thought that, too. I'm pretty sure it's got nothing to do with, like, a, a literally, um, a tabletop, like, the Surface or something like that.
2: Yeah, and the way you described it actually sounds just as interesting now, so... Because I do have a couple different groups that I play board games and stuff with, so it'd be really cool to see this.
0: Yep. So, um, if if my assumption is right, it would be you know if we wanted to play Candyland together, Bo, but we can't actually meet for our normal Candyland. Ah, darn. We could we could play virtually by you know scanning in the board and putting it into their thing, and then we would just
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to notify our Candyland user group. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm having a lot of conflict with my shoots and ladders. The politics in that group is crazy. <laughs>
1: all those crazy house rules, man. They're just bringing me
0: down. Yep.
2: <laughs> One guy just climbed the ladder all the way to the top, and he's running it now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Shoved us all down the chute.
2: Okay, yeah. Uh, Ludum Dare is actually coming up. It looks like their dates are set for. Uh... April twentieth to the twenty third. Uh it's actually gonna be their tenth year anniversary of the Ludendare, that's number twenty three. Uh and so we're going to try and organize something for this yet. I haven't gotten the full scope together, but essentially this is gonna be a solo competition style. So people will actually have forty eight hours to make a game that will get entered into compete against other games to see who's the best and uh Yeah, so we're gonna try and organize something together through that, uh, look into maybe if we can get a meeting space, that would be really awesome to kind of get everyone together to do this. Or even if we could just organize something over some form of social channel and people can do
0: this at their
2: home over the weekend.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we have some opportunity there. I think it'd be pretty neat. I know that, um, Zach Johnson has been involved with the, the let em dares quite mm-hmm. a bit, And, um, I don't know if he did anything in the last Dare, but um, Ryan Schaefer did.
2: Yes, I actually um, saw his on the theme of Alone.
0: Yep, it was, it was actually, actually pretty decent, yeah. Yeah,
2: pretty good. It looked like it was kind of one of his more early Unity outings.
0: Yeah, so he he, uh, he did that over the weekend that, that Dare was going on. He's just like, hey, try this out. and I'm like, hey, that's pretty neat, actually. It worked out really well. Yeah, seeing the final one playing through, that was actually pretty cool. Cool, yeah, I think it'd be nice to organize something like that. The, the It'd be yeah, really great just, if, if over that weekend there could be like a scheduled, hey, let's get together, you know, even if it's just like, let's just meet at some place and bring your laptop and let's spend three hours and just go over stuff with with each other.
2: Yeah, just kind of have a like, social gathering about
0: it. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be the whole weekend together, yeah. together. But I mean, that would be good. But even um, uh, I mean, like you're saying, if,
2: if we could <laughs> reserve a place all weekend, it gives people that. Now I've got 48 hours just to work strictly on this game because yeah. even weekends I know get super packed with things to do. So yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll see about that, and then uh, people can expect to see posts on the blog and our social media and other such places. If we get more news about that too, so All
0: right, yeah oh um, so uh, let 'em dare is an individual competition, right? It's not yeah. like a group,
2: yeah, there are no teams, everyone's kind of on their own start from scratch, but you can use common publicly available libraries kind of thing,
0: okay, but and it is um
2: and it is a competition. Yes, it is a competition. Interestingly, this one um I think they they are doing as well a jam separately. So, they'll have the actual Living dare competition and then a jam as well. So, if you want to put your game into the jam but not have it ranked against other
0: people. Oh, okay. Yep. I, I'm not I had looked into a little bit about how the ranking happens. I'm not sure exactly. It looks like it's sort of a voter system of by players, but I'm not sure. Yeah,
2: I haven't actually looked too much into the actual ranking system, so much as doing the competition itself. So. All
0: right, great. Yeah, hopefully we can get a little interest of of people, and maybe get together online or offline or both.
2: Yeah, so I would, that would be awesome. And like I said, I'm, I'm probably going to take over our Facebook and Twitter and stuff and try and see if I can draw up some
0: engagement and interest in that and
2: get some ideas feedback maybe
0: All right. well, well speaking of Facebook and Twitter I'll uh, shout those out so look at us look us up on, on Facebook which uh, the group is uh, the IGDA Twin Cities on Facebook and Twitter our handle is at IGDATC um, our website
2: IGDATC.org,
0: is that right? Yep,
2: that is correct. And also on Facebook, a quick way to get there, we got a new fancy short URL, so it's Facebook.com slash IGDATC.
0: Oh, excellent.
2: Yep. Oh, cool. So now we're all fancy. And we got a timeline layout, so we are living <laughs> the highlights. <laughs> wow, I don't even have one of those yet. I was going to say, I picked out the, the header image. It's actually one from the nerdery. The one with oh, the. Nice. The uh, Rubik's Cube in the
0: shape of Pac Man and the Ghosts and Donkey Kong. Alrighty. Well, thanks, gentlemen, for for being with me tonight. Uh, not oh, a problem. Glad to be a guest. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for covering there, Bo. Absolutely. And,
1: uh, you know, when you do your Kickstarter, it might be cool uh, to shoot a little mention out to her or something like that.
2: Yeah, I'll definitely have to come back and do uh, more in depth once I actually get that kicked out the door, uh, yeah. see if it actually flies or not.
1: It sounds very cool.
0: Absolutely. All right. With that, comes to a close, episode 14 of the epic adventure I promised. Yep, thanks for listening. Yeah,
1: have a good evening, folks. going on. So slow times coming It's so like I can hear a helicopter in the background.
0: You guys got a lot of interesting tough points to <laughs> make.
1: <laughs> we felt the same way.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well I'll, I'll start. I'm do you guys know what I